With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, all ball community. I'm about to make your holidays even happier. Get the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer because you know it's not festive? Cartridge conniptions. Those panic freakouts that happen when those pricey ink cartridges run out at the worst possible time. Like when you're halfway through printing your holiday cards. With Epson EcoTank, Kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. This printer has big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. So you can just fill and chill all season long. Now that's Mary. Epson Eco Tank. Learn more at Epson.com slash all ball with Doug. When you're ready to place a bet on today's games, do it with the most trusted name in online sports betting, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Now legal in several states and growing. Bet Rivers Sportsbook delivers a unique sports betting experience featuring live streaming sports, in game wagering, fast authorizations on most withdrawals, and gold standard customer service. Go to betrivers.com, see for yourself, must be 21, and be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. 
And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months, because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber, internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and you are listening to All Ball, where um, today's guest is head coach of Georgia Tech, Josh Pastor. Um, he'll take us through his journey growing up in Houston, how his dad became like an AAU legend, really kind of interesting, humble beginnings, and how he, how he felt as part of a national championship team at Arizona when he was a walk-on who was working out a lot of the players. There's a a bunch of really good stuff in here. It's a two-part interview. This is part one. Um, and it's interesting because he just had a tremendous point guard finish as ACC player of the year at Georgia tech. And the point guard has been wildly discussed. I've, I've been told, I've been told time and again that the position has changed. You can't play the way that you were taught to play. And uh, then I give you Chris Paul. Now look, Chris Paul, I mean, he averaged 25 and 10. Part of it was he averaged 25. Part of it was he was playing against backups. A part of it is you, you do, look, you, you got to score. You got to keep the defense honest. But there's there's just a difference to how he plays as opposed to a a Russell Westbrook, right? The, the numbers look the same to the layman, but the style is very, 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 very different. And finally seeing a point guard, the truest of point guards, get the acclaim that he deserves because he finally got out of that second round and to this point isn't injured is a great thing, not a good thing. A great thing. I guess, I guess the question is, maybe we'll ask this of coaches, is does it change the way you evaluate the position that Chris Paul this far in can still do it the way he's always done it? That's a pretty good question, right? Well, that's why I do what I do. Um, I, I, I would point out that they've played banged up banged up teams i mean that's fair that's that's not in anywhere an unfair commentary about uh how and and why they've been able to do what they've been able to do on the other hand like if we're going to say that we got to point out that they completely and thoroughly whooped the hell out of um out of the denver nuggets and look they were it felt like dead to rights beaten, but the mistake that the Lakers and Anthony Davis got hurt in at the end of the first half of game four, but the Lakers were up two games to one and they couldn't kill their spirit. Like that was a big thing. They, they just, they couldn't kill their spirit. And when you can't kill somebody's spirit, when you allow them to hang around and believe they have a chance to win a game, these are the type of things that oftentimes happen, right? So I, I think, for Monty Williams, considering all of do people know that Monty Williams lost like two years of college because he had a heart issue. It was right around the Hank Gathers time. They started testing people's hearts and they shut him down for like a year and a half. And this really, really happened. Um, it's special that for Monty and, you know, I believe it's pretty special for Chris Paul, considering how he's been viewed or how he's been portrayed by so many in that, well, he always gets hurt or you can't be a six foot guard and and do it anymore. Not that way. You got to do it the Steph Curry, the Trey Young way. 
I, I beg to differ. Still pretty special to watch. All right, more to come on that. First, let's get to our uh, first part of our talk with Josh Pastor, the head coach of Georgia Tech. Okay, so th- this is actually my favorite part. Your first memories of basketball. Now, you can't say what you're told. Your actual first memories of basketball are, are what and where? Well, good question. My first memories, um, you know, and what was told. Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that maybe in a long time. But uh, um, I do remember in fifth grade telling my father I was watching the Lakers and Celtics. This was when I was in fifth grade. I was watching the Lakers and Celtics play in one of those, the national networks on a weekend. And I remember telling my dad, that you know, and I even when I was younger at that age, I loved I loved hoops. I remember telling my dad that, hey, look, if I can't play in the NBA, because I wanted to, you know, who doesn't want to play in the NBA? I said, next best thing to playing was coaching. And uh, I said, if I I'm going to put all my energies towards coaching, so it allows me to stay in the game. I remember telling that as a fifth grader. Okay, so this is in Houston, right? This was in Houston, Texas. I grew up in Houston, Texas, and um, um, and then I made my way on to the to the University of Arizona. Wait, wait, no, 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 don't start skipping steps on me. Okay, so <laughs> when when you're like you're you're fifth and sixth grade, did you play travel ball? Was your dad coaching you? Like, what was the what was the setup? Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, I was playing travel ball. You know, I was playing all the sports. I was into baseball, football, soccer. I mean, I played everything. But um, uh, um, I did uh, – I my, my dad actually started a AAU team at the time, and it was just really to kind of spend more time father-son type thing, never thinking of where it could go to. Um, and did, it was did, called- what, what did he – sorry, did he do this for a living at the time? Was this- no, no, he did not. He did not. He 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 was he was not in basketball. He ran a competitive basketball league in our local community um, on every Saturday morning, all day Saturdays. Um, it was called the, Com- the competitive basketball league, the CBL. And he started a travel team that we just called the Kingwood All Stars. I grew up in Kingwood, Texas, which is north of Houston, uh, north of the or north of the. Uh, uh, back in the day, they they, they called the, the Intercontinental Airport is now the George George W. Bush Airport, but just north of that. And but he every Saturday we would have the CBL be a local community basketball league we would play. And so, but that was just doing it because he loved he knew how much I loved basketball, and it was for the community. He did it for the youth and the kids. But that then Doug moved into the Houston hoops. And that's when the Houston Hoops, which is still going strong today, my dad eventually, my father, Hal Pastor, eventually went into the tournament business. And uh, both he had his first his first company with the tournament business. Later on, this is what he went into full time. He did the Vision Sports. Um, And then he and then he went into uh, uh, Bigfoot Hoops. He sold Vision Sports. Sat out a couple of years, came back under Bigfoot Hoops, and then ended up um, uh, selling selling that. He's out of it now, but still runs the Houston Hoops. Okay, so the fifth, sixth grade, 
were you were you good were you the best player did you did he go out and recruit dudes like you're this kingswood you know travel team how good were you how good was your team well at the kingwood it was in kingwood the, our kingwood all-stars i mean we were just a local group I, I was a solid player i could shoot the ball i knew the game um but you know i i was solid it wasn't until we moved on that we start you know and you move to the uh when we got more towards the Houston hoops was when you started attracting and recruiting talent and, 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 and better players. Uh, when I say better players, just, you know, um, you know, higher level guys that you weren't just focused in that, in just into that city, into that local community. When you stretched out all throughout Houston, you know, eventually, obviously as the Houston hoops continue to progress, you would have guys from Dallas and Louisiana and things like that. But, uh, um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it's it, it it started and moved from there. Okay, so high school, what did who coached you in high school, and what was your high school career like? And and I do want to say, Doug, because you know, and and I, you know, I'm obviously, uh, and we'll get into it maybe later, but you know, for people that don't know, and I'm sure they do, the ones that follow you on on Twitter and stuff, but you know how close you were to your father. And and all and and how your dad was, um, you know, I call him Coach Gottlieb. Um, how your dad was, you know, he's he was a college coach, but he the amount of kids he helped. Um, and I say this to people all the time, you know, talking about your father and other people in the in the grassroots industry, the amount of young people they've helped all throughout. Um, and, and, and not only is it a great bonding between the father and son, like you, and, and obviously your brother, um, but the, with the time and effort that your dad has put in, had put in to help so many other people and, um, um, and the grassroots world of, of, of that, uh, was amazing. And obviously your, your dad was a pioneer in, 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 in grassroots basketball. And, and I wanted to make note that he's one of the, he's one of the great, great people that I've ever come across in, in, in all of, in all of hoops. So uh, I've always had a, just a fondness for your dad. But uh, when I was at Kingwood high school, uh, I coach, I was coached by Royce Hoosman. I played on the B team uh, my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I was on the sophomore team. And then my junior year, I was able, I was to be able to make the varsity group. And then my senior year, I, I, I started and was, a, you know, and I, uh, I was, uh, um, uh, played, uh, you know, played you know, team there. Team so it was good. So, um, okay. So it, it's interesting you bring up my dad and how, you know, part of your dad's reasoning for starting a team is so that you spend more time together. Like my, and I, I read an article the other day, which was fascinating, which is, you know, like, um, the, <laughs> the, the car ride is an, is the new dinner table, right? Where now, you know, parents, because kids have all these activities, you don't have time to sit down at dinner table. So you grab something to eat and that's when you have your conversations about the day or whatever. Like that was my life, you know, like my dad would pick me up and, you know, uh, whether we would go train with like, you know, I had two different trainers. I worked two or three different trainers I worked through in terms of like my body or go pick up a teammate. And then go to practice and I would have my books with me and, you know, I'd have to kind of give it a passing glance or whatever, do a little studying. And then I was listening to sports radio or some of his, like he had old time radio on tapes, but like most afternoons when we'd have practice, like that was 
my existence as a kid. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you, that's what I remember. Um, so what was your, what was your, uh, you're in high school. Okay. You're on the B freshman team. Is that what you said you were on? I was on the freshman B team, my, my freshman year. And then my, I was on the sophomore team, my sophomore year, then was able to make the varsity my junior year and then started my senior year. Wait, so how good was your varsity? We, we were saw, I mean, we were the, the coach Royce Hoosman was a very good basketball coach or he is a very good basketball coach. He was there a long time, just, you know, very fundamentally sound. And um, we had some good players and I love playing. We had good pickup games. I, I mean, I, I had a great passion for the game and, and I mean, obviously I still do, but just when I was younger, when I look back, I mean, the amount of times, you know, I, I would play one-on-one with, you know, some of my, the t- my teammates, I would, we would just go play one-on-one at the local elementary school at the hoop or the front yard. And just, you know, I look back at the amount of, you know, games we would play just, just again, whether it's pickup basketball or one-on-one or, you know, you just doing those type of things. And um, what I would, what I would say, um, um, when you're talking about your dad, the training, you know, uh, as you know, a very good friend of yours, a very good friend of mine, Miles Simon, kind of the same thing, you know, he, him and his closeness of his father, um, through basketball, uh, which was, yeah. was really cool. And then I remember my dad taking me out to Orange County about when you're talking about shooting. I don't know if you remember, if you know, this guy, you ever heard of Des Flood? uh, Des, Des Flood. Yeah, that's fun, of course. Unfortunately, he's passed away, but he was known as one of the great shooting coaches at the time. You know, people would come to him about shooting, and I actually went out there and spent some time with him, believe it or not. And um, he he was a brilliant uh, shooting coach, at, uh, you know, just with that. So, uh, yeah, that in, in knowing that from your area over there. So how did you decide to go to Arizona? I mean, I know, like, I remember talking to Miles about you, and I remember the Sports Illustrated article about you going there to be a coach, but what's the – what was the real story behind how you decided this was the spot? Yeah. You know what I, I you know, Doug, I, I sent a letter to every single division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA division one and NAI division two schools in America, over a thousand personal handwritten letters to over a thousand schools telling them what I wanted to do. You know, look, I, I recognize at that time I wasn't playing in the NBA. Um, but I still thought I was a good player and I could play, you know, I, I thought I could go play at Arizona or, or some school like that. I could just, you know, be good enough in my mind. And, and, uh, uh, but I did send a letter to all of, over a thousand schools. Open a limited time, 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Personal handwritten letters. And I talked about that. I can be a positive impact, uh, a positive teammate. Um, you know, I can work the guys out. You know, all those type of things. Won't count against time limits or anything like that. Um, um, and, and Coach Olson saw the letter and responded to me. Now, I think he also liked our AAU team because we had a really, really good players probably wanted to bring me there and, and the drag guys the, that I would drag guys with me to, to Arizona, but he gave me an opportunity. Now at that time, I thought, again, I, I would come in there and I knew Steve Kerr had played there. I thought maybe I'll be the next Steve Kerr or something, you know, man, after that first pickup game in August, when I was there and guys like Miles Simon and Jason Terry and Mike Bibby, Literally in that first pick of game, I knew it was like, it, nope, not happening. And and I could see it right away. And so for myself, really ever being a, you know, a, a, you know, and what was amazing when I was there, Doug, in this first few, because I would, we'd be in the gym all the time. Miles Simon, Michael Bibby, Michael Dickerson, you know, Jason Terry. I tell people all the time I'm the leading rebounder at Arizona because I would just be in the we'd be in the gym all the time. I'd be rebounding for the, those guys. But those first few months, believe it or not, I would then come in and take my turn shooting, and they would end up um, they would end up rebounding for me. Sure. I, like he was chasing around the Miles Simon was chasing around my my missed shots, you know, and passing it back to me. We were doing like two ball, three man shooting and all. And I was involved in the, sh- like, actually, cause I was still thinking I could work on my game, but eventually that, that midway through that, my freshman year, we stopped doing that. Cause just, I was not going to end up being a, there was no need for that. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Beverage Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. The foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on BetRivers Sportsbook right in your phone. BetRivers features top-tier customer service, ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they have this unique rush pay system, and BetRivers Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly. Customer satisfaction is always their number one priority, and BetRivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sportsbooks, BetRivers only requires a one-time pay-through to turn bonuses into cash, so you're going to experience a difference. Just go to BetRivers.com. You'll see it for yourself. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Remember, BetRivers Sportsbook. It's the place. Just go to BetRivers, B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S.com. I don't know about you. But I feel like I'm printing nonstop through the holidays, right? You got cards, gift tags, lists, cookie receipts, mostly cookie receipts. Plus you got travel docs as well. You know, you got to get those reimbursements and nothing will ruin the fun like good old fashioned cartridge conniption. That's when your printer's pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst possible time. And you can't help but lose it a little or a lot. It's frustrating, but all ball community. You know what we do around here. We bring you tech solutions. And the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer is a great solution. Epson EcoTank uses big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. Go ahead. Add some people to your holiday card list. No more running out of magenta when you're trying to make the season merry. No more having to apologize to your house guests after having a total cartridge conniption. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. You can just fill and chill. Who doesn't want some more chill around the holidays? Epson EcoTank. Learn more at Epson.com slash AllBallWithDoug. Hey, AllBall community, uh, listen up. Two of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time you're 35. And it's one of those deals where you're like, what do I do? How do I avoid this thing? Is it smart? Don't be a statistic. If you're a little bald or a lot bald, fix it in a simple stress-free way. Try Keeps. K-E-E-P-S. What you do is a virtual doctor consult at keeps.com. And then the medications are delivered straight to your door. It's low cost with treatment starting at just 10 bucks a month for FDA approved medications and they can prevent hair loss. Keeps is more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And don't walk around with pattern baldness. We all know it's not cool. It just doesn't feel right. Prevention is in fact the key. So if you're ready to stop messing around, right? You got a new year, a new energy towards fixing the little things like hair loss, you want to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash all ball. You get your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com. Keeps dot com slash all ball. Um, okay. So I know like I, I was and not as outwardly desirous to be a coach as you were, but you know, like I always thought I'd do one of three things. I'd keep playing. And that either to be a broadcaster or be a coach, right? It's like in your blood, it's in the blood. And, um, but I didn't take like copious notes. Everything is, is up here, which, you know, sometimes gets, it gets skewed. The national championship run. What'd you learn about coaching and players? Cause what I think you had the unique ability to do was you kind of got to do both, which guys don't, coaches wish they could be in that position where, 
because you were one of the guys, you got to see how the coach's messages were re- actually received, right? Or And because you wanted to be a coach, you could see what works and what doesn't work. What, what, was, what was it about Lou Olson and the coaching staff that allowed you guys to win the national championship from your perspective? Yeah, you know, first of all, I remember <clears> – <throat> I was I, I I remember as a as an eighteen year old freshman I, I I I told the guys in one of the late nights we were shooting early in August or early September late August hey man we're going to win the national championship but we've got to be the hardest working team and I look back when I told the guys that I'm thinking to myself here I, I and mean, what was I thinking to even say that at eighteen I'm surprised I didn't you know luckily we had good guys in Arizona they didn't just want to like you know, you know, just pummel me because like, who is this walk on saying this? You know what I mean? Like stay in your lane in a sense, but we had good guys, you know, fortunately. And, uh, um, but you know, what I would tell you is a few things looking back after that freshman year, we won the championship. One, I remember after we won it, I remember telling my dad, man, this is easy. We're going to do this every year. I remember my dad telling me, man, savior this, and now that I've been a head, I've been in the game for a long time now, even though I'm only 43, but I've been a head coach for 12 years, going on my 13th year, been a long time assistant. You know, you recognize it's almost impossible to win the national championship. I mean, it's, you got to get lucky. You got to get, it means only one team. So when I look back about being in that rarefied era of being part of a team that's won the national championship, because it's one of the hardest things to do, Doug, is to win six games in a one game scenario when, you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds and you know, you have an off night shooting or something's going on. It's just, you know, you're going to, there's a good chance you're going to lose the game. So, but what I've learned through that, that stretch, number one is coach, coach Lute Olson. Uh, I don't think he gets, even though he's in the basketball hall of fame, he, and I, and I know you feel the same way about Eddie Sutton, coach Sutton. And, and, and thankfully he got in the hall of fame. He does well-deserved probably, you know, should even got, he should have got in there earlier, but, you know this, like guys like Eddie Sutton, and I think the same thing with Lute Olson. They're vastly underrated. Even though they're in the Hall of Fame, a lot of people don't put them in the trajectory sometimes of the elite coaches. They don't get talked about as much for whatever reason that is. And I tell people all the time, like Lute Olson single-handedly built the program, literally built the city in Tucson of what he did in Arizona. I mean, took it from just – below ground zero and to bring it to where it is, is to one of the national elite programs at a stretch for over 17 years was the winningest program in the entire country for 17 straight years. I say all that to say when I, the biggest thing I've learned from him. I mean, there's a lot of things I learned from, but looking at that year, number one, his preparation in practice was just unmatched. His, his preparation and the way he conducted practice was unbelievable Two, the, 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 the respect the guys had for him, both fear and respect. That's true. I mean, I mean, fear and respect. They, they did not want to disappoint him. I mean, he, that was huge. And three, let me tell you this. He's one of the hardest working head coaches in recruiting that I've ever seen. And he didn't have to be that way, but he was in the gym from morning, new night. And you know, when he, you know, this Doug, when he walked into a place in Southern California in a tournament in Los Angeles or somewhere in the West coast, it was like a movie star walking in there. You know, here's a guy, he was always dressed appropriate. I mean, like, just like a, like a, like an A-list movie star. No, 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 you, you, you nailed it. Like there were, I, I think I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. There was, Shashevsky was kind of like a mythical figure. Like he would come in, but I think 
Lute and Roy were the guys that they'd walk in and everyone would be like, who's he here to see? Who's he here to see? Who's he here Absolutely. to see? And, 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 and Lute was kind of regal, right? Um, the silver hair, like perfectly dressed, like, you know, Polo never had any sort of wrinkles in it. I mean, he was, he was, he was always fit, right? So he didn't look like a mess. Some of these guys look like a mess. Um, yeah, he was, he was remarkable. Um, when you won the national championship, I'll never forget this shit. I remember going back and watching the game and like right after the game, like you got like right in front of the camera and then they kind of shove you out of the way. Like what was the existence like for you though, as a guy who didn't play, but you're watching and you're very much a part of it. How do you process all that? Yeah, no, look, I mean, you're, I didn't play, you know, anything in meaningful games that where there was a real, like, you know, I mean, I, I would get in when the game, they all wanted a passer game. I was getting in when I was, when we were up 20 or more. So, you know, so <laughs> was so, it called a passer game? It was called a passer game because it made that mean the restaurants in Tucson were, everything was better because it was just a good win. No, it was a no stress game and everyone was we, happy. We, we, we got those, we got those get right games. Get got, right got, games. You got to so, get right. You got to get your stats right. You got, you got in to, my time there, they called the passer they call it the passenger game. And, uh, but I, I used to tell miles and those guys all the time, miles Simon and all those like, Hey man, you got it. It's on, it's on you guys to get me in. So uh, like you guys got to do your part. Like I can't control it. So you guys got to make sure you do your part. But I say all that to say that, um, um, look, I, I was, I had, I, I knew at that point I wanted to coach. I knew my playing career was going to be over at, you know, this was it like, as in terms of, if I, like I during to get my fix, Doug, I would go to like the to the whether it's the JCC or a local place to go play five on five, you know, just on like Saturday mornings and stuff. Um, but I, I I would I mean, I would be involved in practice here and there. But but yeah, I mean, I I still love I mean, I love to play, but I had to go get that fix of actually playing competitively. Sure. in a game type of atmosphere and more and pick up basketball on Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, things like that um, outside of the team, because the reality of it was, you know, you look at the guys that we had at Arizona. I mean, there was That's, no chance. It was no, no chance. So, so, and I want to say this coach Olson, his ability to evaluate, you know, everyone talks about recruiting, Doug and player evaluation is huge. Every, recruiting is, I tell people recruiting is easy. I anyone can go see the, the the one through twenty, and say, okay, he's a really good player. You don't need to be a real expert in basketball to determine who's that. And that, yeah, recruiting can you get them and all that. That's enough. But it's about evaluating. The best are able to evaluate. Evaluation is everything. And and I'm telling you, I don't know who who is much better than than Coach Olson at evaluating. I mean, how many guys in the West Coast that ended up being superstars that nobody wanted that were in that were in backyards of other schools and they did, people didn't think they were good enough um and so uh um you know and also the thing with arizona that that even before i went there they were what you were known for was that that cactus logo you know and and on that saturday you know that saturday afternoon game when in the in the pac-12 and or the, at the time the pac-10 and so there was always good games like that. And you'd always see the cactus logo there. And, but think about it. I, I'm using, again, I'm going to use a guy like Miles Simon. Cause I know he's, you and him are really close. He was not highly recruited. I don't, you know, and, and I think coach Olson, you know, did a lot, you know, 
Well, what, what happened with Miles was the first day of first day of a live period in the summer before his senior year, Toby Bailey committed to UCLA. And so here's where things are different now than they were. And I think there's some similarities, whatever. Here's where they're different now is we hated Toby Bailey. Like we grew up playing against Toby Bailey and Ricky Price. And at the time, like we didn't like those guys. They were on a rival AAU team. And so it's one thing to not have offered miles. And like, we grew up as UCLA, like it was right there. Like they were, he wasn't as close to the program as I was, but we went to the games and, and they were recruiting him, but they hadn't offered him yet. So to not offer him right away to offer Toby and Toby take it. It was like, all right, well, there goes their wing spot. Right. And I think they still end up coming around and offering miles, but it was more the, they didn't offer him at first. And they would do the, uh, we, we just play the five best guys, sort of BS, whatever. Uh, he just felt like one of the spots was gone. So that kind of opened him up. And he was the one who was, he kind of got me into thinking about Florida. The two of us, we went to the, I remember going to Final Four in 94. And I was all about Florida because my dad coached and recruited Lon. And, um, and he actually visited there and loved it and then got on the plane and realized how far it was to get back. He's like, ah, I can't do it. But yes, he was, he was a little bit of fall through the cracks kind of thing. Right. And, and part of it was like SC, we weren't, we weren't the cats going to SC, like Stace Boson went to SC, uh, you know, Cal ended up taking Jelani Gardner and Tony Gonzalez who played with us. Um, you know, Doug, go I, ahead. I, no, and I was going to say, and you bring up some great memories there and, um, and obviously Toby Bailey ended up, you know, they ended up winning the national title. That's tempting, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and he had a great freshman year. I think they were thinking he was going to, you know, continue to progress, you know, and because I remember how good he, I think that it was his freshman year is when he, when they yes. won the national championship. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's amazing on, in the eight, in the grassroots world. And you tell me if you agree with me on this, some of the legends and grassroots are all from the West coast. And, and I'm not talking in today's, I'm talking in the past. And I remember, and I and I tell people it's like I remember going to um, um, going to uh, uh, the tournament there. Was, I think it was at Ocean View High School. You sure and tournament champions? Tournament, or, uh... Yeah, but 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 they had, and the gym was open. You know, the door was open because you felt the breeze coming in, and and um, but I and and so you know, like you look back now, like like Izzy Washington, um, but like you know, obviously, you know, like at the time there was. They, I forget who wrote the book. Was it, um, might have been Dan Wetzel. Was it about, uh, with, with, um, no, it wasn't Dan Wetzel. Um, but it was with, with recruiting, play their, you know. hearts out. play their hearts out. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, but it was, but, but it was, and a lot of it, and then people don't, people really don't know this. And you, you'll know this, but like one of the great, incredible stories was Shea Cotton. And he was, he was like LeBron James uh, before LeBron James in high school, if that makes sense. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the same career as LeBron James, but if but the hype he was at that time. Remember, there's no social media, no question. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated about in, all the in high school, and that was back. Yeah, so George and his Jordan jumping was, ability, like 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 you would talk about people would because again there was no social media. People like the, the 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 myth about him, the mythical things around the country about him in grassroots basketball. He was LeBron James in high school 
before LeBron James. Again, it's a different career path, yes. but I don't know if people fully or understand. Zion, or, or Zion, right? He left. Or Zion, there you go. Yeah, that right, might even right. be a better comparison. What's, yeah. cra- what's crazy about Shea is he was he was so talented, so good. His brother wasn't his, his brother's like a couple years older, my age, or maybe a little bit older. His brother actually made the NBA and had half the talent of Shea. So it really is a, you know, it's about finding a role. It's about the little things, you know, um, I, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm not a proponent of guys going straight from high school to the pros, but if there's a guy that, and it was, that was why he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Could he go straight from high school to the pros? And he didn't. And Kevin Garnett did the year before. Yeah. And he probably should have. Yeah. And had so he, had he had done that, he would have stuck in the NBA for a decade. Well, you know, and I, I think the book was called Shoe Wars, wasn't it? Oh, there was one called Shoe Wars as well. Yeah, I was thinking of George Dorman's book on uh, no, a, a the, little bit later generation. No, the one before that, Shoe Wars, and it, you know, it, and and it, and a lot of it was, you know, uh, the guy, uh, um, the 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 uh, there was a uh, it slips my mind there, but um, but a lot of it was with with the, with Southern California recruiting and and stuff like that. But it was called Shoe Wars at the time. That kind of was the first talk about about grassroots basketball and how everything was maneuvering, you know, in, in, in grassroots basketball. Um, there's actually one, there's actually one, um, called raw recruits. Maybe that's what it is. Raw recruits, maybe raw recruits. So raw recruits was Armin Katayan. And my dad's actually in that book when I was in sixth grade, this is a true story. This is a great story. When I was in sixth grade, we had a kid named Lorenzo Liloao. And Lorenzo was Samoan. He was six foot, mustache. Uh, we, we, I like my group now. We caught, we, we, we spot the mustaches like mustache. Oh, we're in trouble. You know, he had muscles. And so he was the, he was, he was the best, the two best players in Southern California at that age. Kobe was really good. Uh, but it was Cameron Murray and Lorenzo Lilo. And we played them. We played Cameron's team in the Southern California Championships for the AAU national title, and we lost. And so they got to pick up two guys from our team. So they picked up me, coach's son, and Lorenzo. And, you know, my dad was, you know, I don't know. Lorenzo's dad started driving a new minivan, and I don't know if Rich Colbert bought him the minivan or whatever, but we never had Lorenzo Lilawa ever again. I don't think he was ever – I think he played – he was good for one more year, and then – he was the exact same and player. I think Rich you know. Goldberg's team was ARC, wasn't it? ARC, yeah, ARC, ARC, ARC Mid Valley. Yeah. So they had they had um, Alex Lopez, guys that went on to play in college were very good. I think Michael Quinn played for them. Anyway, so yeah, I played for them in that national tournament. We beat everybody. I didn't play that much, and um, yeah, that was that was raw recruit. So it's in raw recruits, and it's it's interesting because. Um, there was a line in there in the book, and I'd love your opinion on this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs. For man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And it was about my dad. And it was, I think Armin wrote it. Like basketball is a game that my dad loved that didn't love him back. And um, I thought it was pretty harsh at the time. I think there's there was some reality to it. But I I I actually now I'm I I just totally disagree. Like it didn't give him back financially. And he when he when they got fired in 84 and he went up, he was at Oregon State like a volunteer assistant for a year in 80, 85. But after that, he, he never got back in. It gave him everything he needed in his life. He didn't need, he wasn't about the money. He liked the game and he liked the kids and he liked helping the kids succeed. Like that's literally what he loved. And, you know, your dad, I think the game has given him a lot and has given you guys an incredible relationship and it has given you a great amount What's your perspective on what a reasonable expectation should be on what the game can give you back? Like what is, how should, how do you perceive something like that? Yeah. Great question, Doug. I mean, look, I mean, the game has been just awesome uh, to all of us. Uh, I mean, look, I look at myself here. I mean, I've been to, I'm coaching in the ACC because of the game of basketball. You know, I, right. mean, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I've been to multiple countries, you know, I've traveled, 
just all because of basketball. I can have a laundry list of things. And so um, uh, the people that you meet, your the connection, I, I could just go on and on. And people love basketball globally. They love basketball. Um, and, and I can tell you how many doors things have opened just based on even grassroots basketball because someone's son or daughter is wants to be a, you know, a basketball player and, and they're in grassroots basketball. I say all that to tell you this, um, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you've, you've coached, you know, obviously, um, you know, overseas with, with the, in the Maccabi games. And obviously your dad was a coach and I know you're coaching your son's group now. And, um, but you know, with coaching, and I think your dad would agree with this. And I think you'll agree with this. As we all know, when you're a coach, when you, you know, the game is just, it gives you so much, it's so much joy, but there's no doubt when you lose, it's, it hurts. And, and only a coach can fully understand that. Like, you know, sometimes people say, well, it's just a game when you are invested emotionally. And, and, and when that ball does not fall in and, 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 and it's such a make or miss game and it's such a fine line. And I've heard Jeff Van Gundy say this before, like good coach, bad coach really determines if the ball go in or not. And I see it all the time. You've sometimes to be successful. Yes, you got to have good players and be a you know good tactician in some areas and all that good. But you've got to be a little lucky along the way. You got to be a little lucky with just your team staying healthy. You got to be lucky that possibly that that the guys you recruit are better than maybe that you expected. You've got to be lucky along the way that a couple shots go in in a certain game to give you some momentum. I mean, it's really a fine line of the game in coaching. And yeah. is there, I don't, I mean, it is such a small margin. Doug, you know that. I mean, a, a free throw here, a free throw there, a turnover there, a whistle. Like, I think college officials, like a call here and a call there can change the outcome of a game. N- not intentionally or not, but things can change. And 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 it can change the whole course of a, someone's career and or season. And it's such a fine line. And so I think there's so much joy out of the game of basketball and it gives us all so much. But I also do think on those losses, it's it, it can wear on. It's it's not easy when you know when you're invested into it, it's it, it wears on you. And then secondly, it is it, the game is when you're a coach, it is such a fine line in so many areas. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Oh, I, I, I agree on, on every different level there. Every level, every level. I mean, you know, think about it when you're, a coach, well, you're, you're, you're constantly thinking, okay, you're, 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 you don't, you know, at night you're, you wake up, you're thinking this, you're thinking that you, you, there is no, like, you're, you're never off. There's, there's no never, off switch. No, there's, there's no, no off switch. switch. And that's where I tell people like, yeah, it's not, you're not a, you can't, and it's not about the money you make or anything. It's not anything to do with that. It's just that you're never off because you're constantly thinking about what do we got to do to run a program, to continue to try to be successful with winning, but then you got to get the guys bet. I mean, there's just so many things moving and there is no off switch and it doesn't matter if you're off season or not. There's, you're just, it's, you're on all the time. When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? Did something Never thought you would do. How about live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van? You could tour the country, whatever you want to dream up. And we're talking about Mercedes-Benz van here. 
Expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect performance and reliability with that MBUX voice command system. You're going to get five-star dealer network available with a gas engine. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4. You enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. You go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com, and there you enter, get official rules for a chance to win this beautiful Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com, and you have to do so by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting for you. danpatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com. Some equipment described is optional. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. How'd you get the Memphis job? Oh, I got the Memphis job because I got lucky. Right place, right time. You kidding me? I tell this, tell people all the time. Man, I, I try to get other jobs. I couldn't even get an interview. The only reason I got the Memphis job, Doug, was because I was John Calipari's assistant. Thank the good Lord. He gave me the opportunity to be his assistant. And because he went to Kentucky and in his last four years at Memphis, he was the winningest coach in the history of the NC2A in a four-year time period. Nobody wanted to follow him. They tried to hire so many coaches, they couldn't hire anybody because nobody wanted the job, because nobody wanted to follow John Calipari. I just happened to be his assistant. I was there. I was excited and I did, and ready to go to Kentucky with Coach Calipari. I didn't even think about the Memphis job. I just... Okay, I so, just so, so, how did, so how did it happen? So, because so you'd only, and, just, and you'd only been there a year. It wasn't like you were there for the whole one year. You're only there for a year. I was okay. only there a year. And okay, so where, where were you when you found out first he was going to take the Kentucky job. Well, if you if you ever look at his con his first contract, I'm his I'm the signed witness on the contract. So I was at his house like one in the morning signing, you know, as his witness to sign the contract. It was incredible because the, the entire time we were all stuck in his house because there's helicopters in Memphis flying over his house. That's how crazy basketball is in Memphis. There's nothing like it. Because they were trying to from the news station to try to find, you know, usually in helicopters hovering over someone's house 
it's a hostage negotiation, not, yeah. not as a coach. Or OJ. Yeah. It's, it's not going, whether you're going to Kentucky or staying at Memphis for a basketball coach, but that's how intense it was. And so we were holed up in his house when he said he was officially going. Um, I, you know, I ended up having, I stayed there till really late until the, you know, what, you know, like I said, one something in the morning to sign to be the witness of the signing of the contract. And, uh, but I say all that to say, I was excited. It was over like a seven day. They couldn't hire anyone. I didn't even talk to the minute. I, I wasn't, there was no interview. I was, I was gone. I just happened to get a call in the last, uh, like say, Hey man, I, the athletic director time just said he needed to see me. We had a great recruiting class coming in. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, Xavier Henry. I mean, we had all these guys just, and at, at some, the, I, and so I thought they hired their head coach and they were going to ask me to stay on as like the associate head coach to try to try to keep some of the recruits. And I sure. knew I wasn't going to be able to do that because all these guys were coming to play for Calipari. And, you know, that's what you, the cell was, Coach Cal. And so when I'm going to see the AD, the AD was like, you know, uh, I mean, he just literally just handed me the job. Just He just said, just take it. Like, because there was no, there was no talk of philosophy. He just, in a, in a, in, to not make a long story, a short story, he literally just said, do you want the job? Initially, I said no, because I thought he was offering me when he said, do you want the job? I thought he meant to say, do I want to be the associate? That's what, that's what I thought. Do I want to be the assistant to stay with the next coach? Then when he told me he was going to be the head coach, you know, and, um, um, and, and that's, that literally is how I got the job. I've told this to so many people there. Were, I could list a million people that were more deserving of me to be the coach at Memphis than I was. I wasn't deserved to be the head coach at Memphis, but Doug in life opportunities come at just different times. Doors open when you kind of least expect it. It was just a door open. And then, and, and, and I, again, I'm the first to say, I didn't, I didn't earn that job. Coaches were so much better and more deserving than me to be the head coach at Memphis. I understand I skipped a lot of steps, but however, I, that door opened and then it's on in life. It's on you to take advantage of that opportunity. And, and, and I was there for seven years and that seven years as a head coach allowed me to become the head coach in the ACC at Georgia tech. Okay. Uh, I have two more for this. This is part one. You're going to do a part two, whether you like it or not. Okay. Great. Okay. So, Here's the first thing. Um, what's the magic to Calipari? What's the, because I, I, th- I do think he's a much better than perception coach, excellent basketball coach. But there is something to his personality, which has allowed him to be a great recruiter. You've lived it. You felt it. Um, what is it? What, what, what is the, what's the secret sauce, if you will? Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're spot on, Doug. Uh, number one is um, um, he's a very, very good basketball coach. And, and people always talk about his recruiting, obviously, because he's getting great. But he is a very, very good basketball coach. Very, very good. You don't win the amount of wins that he does has had and the level that he's won at without being a – I don't care if you have great players. Well, it's, it's, also, it's also challenging because, you know, he and I – and this might have been – it might have been, yes, it might have been the last year there, or it might have been a couple years before. He got mad at me because at the start of the season, I said, Well, that's how you beat Memphis. You got to slow him, you got to put him in the half court and make him think. So he calls my boss and says, That's a racist comment. And I was like, What? So then he calls me. Like, here's what I like about John is, is he will just call you. Like, he doesn't just go through a bunch of layers. And, and there's some of these guys, you know, you, they, they don't like you and they tell their bot, your bosses, 
to not use you, but they'll, to your face, they'll be the greatest. Whereas John was just like, look, you can't say that. And I was like, why? He's like, cause you're saying, make them think I have an all black team. You're saying my kids, because they're black, they can't think it's like, John, that that's bullshit. I was like, look, I was like, are they easier or harder to coach? Cause they're younger. He's like harder. I was like, yeah, because they haven't seen multiple defenses. They haven't seen, you know, all the different ball screen coverages. They, they, they haven't seen it. The game hasn't slowed down for them yet. So you put something in the half court and you make them have to read the situation instead of just out there hooping. It's like self scout, John, how would you play? He's like, well, I'd play. slow. I was like, well, no shit. That's all I said. So he was like, I understand. He's like, you just got to be very cautious about what you say because it could be perceived as like, John, we're in a sport where you know, 75% of the players are black. Like any comment could be construed as racist. If you want to go, he's like, so we had a good back and forth about it, but I, I actually think that yes, if you give me Anthony Davis and you give me Eric Bledsoe and you give me, you know, all, but they all come in with agendas as you know. Right. And they all come in thinking they're great players when they're great high school players. They're not great college players. And in a short period of time, you got to make them into a, a, a great college player and a better teammate. That's actually harder on some levels than coaches that recruit inferior players, but in the past have had them for three or four years. Well, no, Doug, look, I mean, yes, you got to have good talent. He's had great players and, and, and look, part of your job is to get great players. That's part of the, that's, there's not, there's nothing to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with that of getting the best players. I mean, we all want to get the best players, but he is a great coach. There's no denying that. And then secondly, with that, he's got, he, he's a master. And I, and I say this, I, if he wasn't a coach, pretend like he wasn't a coach and he ran a business, he ran a pizza shop, he would be a multi, multi-millionaire being the, the owner of the pizza shop. His vision in business and marketing is, is, is just off the chain. And like, I, I'm a, I can't tell you how many times in recruiting, we'd be going somewhere and he would say, man, you see that corner spot there, Josh, that place isn't going to make it. But then we take a left, you see that corner spot there? If we start a, 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 a like a, a a business in there or put a, a restaurant there, a pizza place, that it would just go. His vision to see things, I mean, he'd be thinking about, he'd be literally seeing things around the corner before they happen. And he's got an incredible work ethic. Like he's, I mean, his energy, and I've told him this before. Um, like I, 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 I'm a high energy guy, Doug. Like I, I can go, but he, he is a guy that can be practicing you know, work, work the players out, you know, go to a function, go out recruiting. Then on the way back, writing his book, you know, you know, writing chapters for, I mean, it's just, it's 24, seven, 365 with this. You, you, know, you know what you, just, you know what you'll find? This, this is what you'll find. Uh, um, they're, they're all like that. Yeah. Like, like if you go and you're, you know, you, you go backstage with a really successful artist their 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 ability to dial up the energy when they get on stage is unmatched you know like i, I met like you know, kenny chesney and darius rucker like dudes are tired like darius will go play 36 holes of golf he has to do a meet and greet he's traveled all over the place blah 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 blah. and then all of a sudden like you got to go on stage and and he can just hit the switch and he's got the energy yeah, right yeah. and no, I was going to say you're. It's 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 all. It's anyone in any profession that's at the top of the, their profession. You're a hundred percent right. It doesn't matter if you're a music in the music industry, an entertainer, a coach, an athlete. All those people, men, men or women, who are at the high level, 
they, there's just something about that of innate ability to, 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 you know, they just, they have a real, they have a real drive, you know, they, yeah. they, they, it's just, it's like an extra, it's like an extra gas tank yeah. that, that, that regular people. And that's not for everybody. Have. That's not for no. everybody. No, no, it's, it's not. Um, okay. Last one for part one. You get the Memphis job. You mentioned Xavier Henry. Well, he went to Kansas where his mom went. Uh, we know where John Wall and Bledsoe went. And DeMarcus like, Cousins. And DeMarcus Cousins. Right. So he took them all with him. What is that like to I finally get a job and it's a great job. Now, you got to follow a guy who's been incredible. Right. And we know what happened at UMass trying to follow him. And it was hard at Memphis. And I'm sure when he leaves Kentucky, it'll be hard there as well. What is that like to be the head coach at Memphis and you're trying to put together your first roster? This is before the transfer portal. And you're just kind of patching holes there. What was that like for you? You know, Doug, one, you're right. Xavier Henry left. I begged his brother. To, I just needed to fill out a roster. I begged his brother, CJ Henry, a baseball player who was drafted by the Yankees. Will you stay on and play? I was begging him. He ended up not staying and playing, but I was begging. I was, I had, a, I sent out an email to, a, to like different, co- hey, anyone got available players? Like I got this, I got a, uh, this one guy from, from Austin, Texas. Um, Thank God he sent me that he told me about this kid who was just he had some like division three offers and division two. I just took the kid sight unseen. They said he was a nice athlete. I took him sight unseen. He ended up being his name is DJ Steffens. He ended up being an unbelievable four year player for me. You know, and he's he, he and he's and he's gotten some work in the NBA as well, too. And um, so it was and, and look, and people, you, you never saw him play, never saw him play. Just took him on it based on an email. I, I didn't have any. We, we Who's didn't, e- who, who emailed you? He, uh, uh, Max, Coach Max from uh, the D1 Ambassadors AAU team down in Texas. And because I was just looking out, I, we didn't have enough to play. And so and, and let me just say this. Most of the guys, the, re- the entire recruiting class went to went to Kentucky. Kentucky. He, yeah. And I and I wasn't mad about that. Like I, I was t- people were like, aren't you? Ups-? I says, no, the entire time, like when when I was involved recruiting with those guys, Oh, I was all I talked about was playing for John Calipari and, and that it was the greatest thing to play for him. Come play for him. I couldn't all of a sudden in the last minute for for a whole year recruiting that way. And then in the last minute, try and tell Zavi Henry or John Wall, hey, come play for me now. You know what I mean? Everything I said, just disregard that. It was not happening. I knew it. So um, like I wasn't mad. And I it was just we just kind of and I just say, hey, if you want to come to Memphis, come. But I get it. Like, man, I get if you're going to go play with Coach Cal. Like, see ya, you know? And so the reality of it was we had some um, we had some returning guys that were older, um, that were seniors. And I always tell people this. When you take over a job, the first year is not the hardest because you usually have some seniors left over from the previous coach. It's the second year when it's the hardest because that's when you're starting – kind of big from the bottom, starting over, you're, you're young, you have your first recruiting class in, you have a bunch of freshmen. And that's usually the hardest part when you take over a job is the second year. For me, though, Doug, here I am taking over Memphis at 31. In, a, in that, following John Calipari, in that environment, where in a 50-mile radius, there is nothing bigger than, 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 than Memphis basketball, you know, and and 
everyone thought I would, you know, who, I mean, most people think you're probably going to last a year or two. I mean, I mean, it, it's a monster job. I'm telling you that thing is a monster job and following him. I used to tell people, the guy that follows Calipari, you got to be, you got to be crazy. Like you got to be crazy to follow this guy. I ended up being the crazy guy because I was just at the right place, right time. How'd you put together your staff? You know, I mean, look, I, I you know, and, and I was a first time head coach and, um, you know, I took my time on, on, on hiring, but I, you know, I hired three guys, three assistants at the time that I knew uh, just through, through the game of basketball. And they all did a good job for me. And they've all, you know, um, like I hired Jack Murphy, who I, who was with me when I was at Arizona. Um, I hired Glenn Cyprian, who I knew, who I knew sit through, through the business. Um, and then I, and then Willis Wilson, um, who I knew from a long, I used to go to his camps back in the day. <laughs> And, um, so I hired all, I hired three guys and then I hired Eric Sebastian, who's now with the Washington wizards as my ops. And he was, and he was with me all seven years at, 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 uh, at Memphis. So, you know, and then, and then throughout there, I've, I lost guys to head coaching jobs. Jack Murphy had got a head coaching job. Sip ended up getting another great opportunity as an assistant at, at Texas A&M. Willis Wilson got, uh, became a head coach again. So I had to keep hiring guys. And that's where I hired Damon Stoudemire and I hired Jason Gardner, two guys that, you know, from Arizona, they both ended up getting head jobs, head coaching, job, yeah. head coaching jobs. I, you know, I, 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 I hired a bunch of guys throughout Luke Walton was worked for me for a short period of time during the lockout. So um, I had, a, you know, Aki Collins, who's now a top assistant at Penn state. And I, you know, you know, what's, well, you know what's interesting about Damon, obviously Jason lost his gig and, and Luke is Luke and Damon, especially, they made a lot of money, right? And the fear with those guys is always like, do you really want to do this? Or do you just want to collect a check and have insurance picked up and be a part of a team? Um, how did you know that they really wanted to do it? Well, you know, for Luke, I, Luke Walton, um, you know, I think the experience he had with me in college probably uh, showed him saying, I don't probably don't want to be a college coach. You know, I mean, a lot of <laughs> that was during a lock. It was during a lockout. Too, it was right? during the lockout. But 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 I had him involved in recruiting and he was great with the players, but I, he did not enjoy recruiting. And he was a good recruiter. People. He was good because he's good with people. But I don't he, he it wasn't being on the phone all the time and, and, and going through all that. That that wasn't something that 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 was a passion for him. But 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 he's a very good coach. I think from that time here, and I don't want to speak for Luke, but I think he felt, hey, I, I've been through that experience. I love the NBA, and um, and where Damon, who's done it, and, and Luke's done it. I thought Luke did a great job with the Lakers. He's done a great job with the Kings. I, I, I mean, the Kings are young, and those guys are going to continue to get better. And I know the the, the future's bright with Sacramento. I'm so happy that because uh, I think Sacramento is going to be a playoff team in in the 22. Uh, in the 22 season. And then Damon Stoudemire has done just an incredible job at Pacific. I mean, just awesome job. I mean, taking something over literally at, 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 at yeah. I mean, starting over at, at zero and how he's built that program and what he's done. He's been coach of the year in the league. And so, yes, both Luke Walton and Damon Stoudemire made a lot of money. They don't need the, the coaching jobs, but they love coaching. They're great coaches. They're, they're, they're great with people and, and they both are very good people. And uh, so to see both their successes and um, you know, I, heck I, uh, Damon Stoudemire should get the trailblazers job. I mean, 
I don't see why I don't see why Portland doesn't hire. I think Damon's a really good coach, and 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 he's played in Portland. He knows the NBA. The players love him, you know. And I think he'd be a great. And I'm not again. I'm not speaking for Damon. I just think he'd be a great hire for the Trailblazers. All right. So here's what I need for part two. Okay. I need we need to dis- discuss your Memphis, Georgia Tech, the best recruiting stories, including your point guard last year, who I love the hair and the future. Okay. So you got a little time to prep for it and, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. I really appreciate your time. You've been more than generous and thanks so much. Doug, for joining. Doug I really appreciate it. You know, I, I think about you and your family and, and um, I'm always, always happy. And, and I, and I always said this and, and you have a great gig at what you do and you're very good at what you do. I think you'd be a good coach. If you ever, I mean, you are, you know, basketball, whether you'd ever really wanted to get into coaching, you and I have had some conversations offline about you wanting to be a coach or not. Again, I don't want to speak for you, but um, uh, I do know your love and passion for the game. And, and I think you'd be a, uh, a great coach if you did ever decided to want to go into that avenue. I appreciate it. You've never wanted to hire me, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> you have a better gig than you want to be my assistant. I promise you. All right, Josh. Talk to you soon, dude. Thanks, Doug. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Okay, you're going to wait. Part two is amazing, right? We start to get into being a head coach, what it was like at Memphis. We started to talk about putting a a team together, what he learned as a head coach, and then, then, you know, moving on and getting the Georgia Tech job, how it all went down and, and what all of this has been like putting together a team that won the ACC tournament. Um, you know, battling through probation, all the all the different stuff. We'll, we'll get to all that upcoming. Reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 3 Pacific. By the way, um, there's an archive of amazing all balls. Not that this hasn't been good, but just looking through the catalog of them. They're really, really, really good. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Download, subscribe, rate, write a review. I, I, I think I might actually make a little more money if you write a review, so that's cool. This is All Ball. Reclaim your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK and two smiling, happy people will magically appear at your front door. They'll be driving a clean, shiny truck. And they'll be wearing snappy, happy uniforms. All you have to do is point, 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 point. And that junk will be gone, 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 gone. Hooray, you have a Saturday. Give us a call. And we'll give you back your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 